Hello and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, a productivity strategist and author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, are you curious about which book you should read first in a romance series such as my own Polyamorous Passion series? Well, that is exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. For new and returning listeners, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes plus book and writing updates delivered directly to your inbox every week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share seven tips for choosing which book to start with in a new romance series using my Polyamorous Passions romantic comedy books as an example. Because the truth is, you won't necessarily want to start with reading book one in a series, but which one is the right one for you to start reading a new series? It's going to be different for everyone. So my tips for you today include seven questions to ask yourself when you are choosing which book in a new romance series you should begin reading first. Question number one, does this series feature standalone books or do you need to read the first book in the series in order to understand the rest of the books? When it comes to most romance novels, you can generally start with any book in the series. In fact, I don't think I've ever come across a romance novel where you absolutely need to begin with book one. Let me know if I'm, if I'm wrong there. Other genres, like fantasy or science fiction, are much more likely that you will need all of that additional backstory and world building in order to get that much more from the books. Now, something to keep in mind, if you are jumping around and you are not going to read the very first book in the series, an important piece to keep in mind is that you might end up um, having some like spoiler alerts, right? So you end up, you might end up spoiling some of the previous plots. But that's not always the case. I mean, when it comes to the Polyamorous Passion series, I would definitely say that if you started at any point, you're not spoiling it, right? You're you're not going to get all the nuance of the backstory um, and you might find things out that you didn't know about, right? That you actually learn about in the earlier parts in the series, but it's not going to ruin the entire series for you. So you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, when it does come to my Polyamorous Passion series, I have had plenty of readers start with whichever book was the most recent at the time, and they have never had any problems with it. Thus far, everyone has said that they could easily read every book as a standalone. Now, that also being said, multiple readers have noted that they really loved reading the rest of the series to get a full understanding of the characters and all of the nuances of the story. So if you enjoy one book in the series, then definitely keep reading the rest of the books. And you can visit saganmorrow.com books for full details of every story in the Polyamorous Passion series. Question number two, 
What storyline are you most interested in? Because why not start with a storyline that intrigues you? Polyamorous Passions begins with Emma's story in books one to three. In book one, she's trying to choose between two equally incredible men that she's dating, and by the end of the story, she realizes that she identifies as polyamorous. Book two is the story of Emma making a few mistakes along the way as she begins acting on her polyamorous desires. And in book three, Emma is nursing a broken heart. And she also goes on a series of dates with various mediocre men. Then book four launches Helen's trilogy within the Polyamorous Passion series. In book four, Helen starts to have a crush on her wedding photographer and she realizes that she wants an open relationship, which she finally tells her fiance about. Book five is the story of Helen getting married and having a tough time sticking to the rules that she and her fiance set up with regards to opening their relationship. And book six is the story of Helen and her husband trying to navigate their new relationship parameters. Book seven begins Scarlet's trilogy within the Polyamorous Passion series, in which she is struggling to save her failing burlesque business from bankruptcy, and she realizes that she is falling for her dance partner, which she never expected would happen because she's so hung up on an unrequited crush. So those are all the books in the series that are currently published. And you can see how, depending on which storyline fascinates you the most, you might want to start with one book versus another in this series. There's going to be two more books to close out the series, and those are, of course, going to wrap up Scarlet's trilogy. Question number three. What tropes and themes are most appealing to you? Again, this is all about enjoyment and engagement for you as the reader. For example, in Polyamorous Passions, you get the love triangle trope in many of the books, or a nuanced sort of version of it because every book includes ethical non-monogamy and polyamory in some fashion or another. You also get the following tropes and themes in each book of the series. Discovery of polyamory and accidental almost cheating in book one. Some silly polyamory mistakes and coming out about polyamory in book two. Dating mishaps and dealing with heartbreak in book three. Therapy sessions, wedding planning, and a secret crush in book four. Delayed gratification and group sex in book five workplace tension and a nod to When Harry Met Sally in book six, enemies to lovers, forced proximity, and dance competition romance in book seven. Actually, there's also a great fake relationship in book seven. And yes, all of these books can be found at your favorite ebook store. Just search Polyamorous Passions. Alternatively, more details about each book plus the, the links to Amazon, Kobo, and Barnes & Noble can all be found at saganmorrow.com books. Question number four. 
Which heroine do you resonate with the most? Relatable characters matter, especially when we are talking about the main character of a book. They can draw us into the story that much more intimately. So take into con that into consideration if it's a series that features different main characters in various books, which has become something that you do see more of in romance novels. So for example, with Polyamorous Passions, all three main characters, Emma, Helen, and Scarlett, are best friends. They each play a big role in every single book in the series. However, because the series is divided into nine books, that means that each of the three best friends gets their own trilogy within the series, which follows their particular story arc and journey into ethical non-monogamy. So if you like a heroine who's more carefree and super easygoing, then Emma is for you. If you prefer that main character who's hella bossy and ambitious, then you might want to start with Helen. And if you like your main character to be a little kinder and softer, then you might want to read Scarlet's story first. Question number five. Which heroes and love interests are your favorite type? This is another important question. Again, the more that we relate to the love interests, the more that we're going to get from the story. So for example, Carlos, one of Emma's boyfriends, is a feminist construction worker, and John, her other boyfriend, is more of a stoic lawyer type. Then we have Helen's husband, Ben, who's a bisexual professor, and her new partner, Grant, a wedding photographer who's lusting after Helen. There's also some pretty great tension between Helen and her boss, Jack, in book six. And then there's Pete, Scarlett's dance partner, who's recovering from a bad relationship with his narcissistic ex-wife. And Scarlett's unrequited crush, Wes, who pops up from time to time in almost all of the books, and who becomes a staple in book seven. Sometimes the hero or the love interests can make the book. If you are swooning over them, then that's a good sign that it was a good story for you to pick up first. By the way, I would love to hear your opinion. When it comes to my Polyamorous Passion series, which characters do you enjoy the most? Which ones resonate with you the most? And which storylines have captured your attention? Connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at SaganLives and let's chat about it. Question number six. What part of the romance journey are you most interested in? With Emma's story in books one to three, it's all focused really heavily on navigating polyamory and juggling multiple dates simultaneously. With Helen's story in books four to six, we get insights into a very long-term and serious relationship with her husband and what that looks like to then open up their relationship. Book seven in the Polyamorous Passion series, Her Bad Idea, includes the least information about polyamory in it, um, and we kind of get this sort of check-in to see where are Emma and Helen at at this stage with their own relationships and their own experiences into polyamory. So if you are wanting to ease slowly into polyamory, then book seven might be a good starting point for you. 
This book is also super slow burn, which I absolutely love. Question number seven. What level and type of steam do you want? There is a lot of the build up and fade to black kind of thing in the Polyamorous Passions series. I think that books four to six probably include the steamiest scenes overall, and book seven actually might feature almost exclusively solo sex and self-pleasure. So if you want something steamier, then maybe check out books four to seven. If you want something a little bit lighter, then focus more on reading books one to three to begin with. Now, everyone has vastly different opinions on what makes a particular book steamy or not, so that's a really useful thing to keep in mind if you're checking out reviews of books. Unfortunately, there isn't any universal steam scale, but there really should be. Okay, to recap, the seven questions to ask yourself when choosing which book in a series to read include... Does this series feature standalone books, or do you need to read the first book in the series to understand the rest of the books? Which storyline are you most interested in? What tropes and themes are most appealing to you? Which main character do you resonate with the most? Which heroes and love interests are your favorite type? What part of the romance or, poly or polyamorous journey are you most interested in? And what level of steam do you want? Also, keep in mind, like the vast majority of authors, my writing and storytelling abilities get better with every book. So if you want to see the evolution of that, then you can read the Polyamorous Passions books in order. If you want to read my best work, then read the most recent book in the series. And I feel like this applies to a lot of other authors as well. All right, my friend, that is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow signing off the Indie Author Weekly podcast.